Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 12323. And it's a very blustery day here in Santa Fe. Uh, overcast, wind is roaring. We have a wind chill of 10, feels like 10. Uh, good day to stay in, but alas, today is the day that we go down for David's semi-annual doctor's appointment in Albuquerque. So I was down in Albuquerque yesterday, so two days in a row for me. Yesterday was a fun day. Uh, I got to go down and have brunch with uh, Katie Lane and the Nervous Spencer at Katie Lane's new house. I hadn't seen in her and her and Mr. Lane's new house. So that was really fun to see. And um, yeah, we met for brunch at 1030. And I had arranged to meet two other friends for like tea. <laughs> I just wanted to see them while I was down there. Um, and I had originally said like one, I think I'll be done. And he, well, one of them is Jim Sorensen, who I see all the time anyway, but the other is Sage Walker, who's a wonderful writer of science fiction and a physician most of her life. And she, I hadn't seen her since pre pandemic. So Jim said, well, he couldn't, that one thirty would be better for him. So I actually had a backup plan of like what I was going to do to kill time in between brunch and meeting Sage and Jim and reader. I did not need my backup plan because we were still talking. Um, I was kind of looking at my phone and thinking I should really leave by one fifteen to be on time to meet Sage and Jim. And it was one of those things. It was just the three of us. And the conversation was so intense that I felt like I couldn't say, well, gotta go. Um, so I texted Sage and Jim and said I was running late. I knew they could play with each other. Not that way. Dirty minds, people. Uh, I knew they would be able to entertain themselves without me. So I didn't get there until almost two. It was like five minutes before two. And I was very apologetic, but it was, it was a funny thing. I just felt like I could not say, okay, bye, I gotta go. Um, you know, and then when we... We kind of got up and started getting ready to go. And then Kathy had to take pictures. Uh, and she sent me a very cute picture of myself, which I'm considering using for my new author photo. I'm feeling like I need an updated author photo. And I'm considering using this one, although it's um, a snapshot and not a professional headshot. So um, I don't know. What do you all think on that? I could have it professionally manipulated, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my last headshot, the one with the hat, my hair is black in it, which I didn't think really shows, but people have noticed. They meet me and they're like, your hair's not black. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I paid a photographer to do those. And it was a, I got a really great price on it. But this one is just sort of like serendipitously a good photo. And I'm just thinking, should I just use it? I'm not wearing a hat in it, but I feel like that's okay. I'm moving away a little bit from at least having the omnipresent hats. 
uh, finally people are not saying to me, where's your hat? Uh, and I'm recognizable without it. So that's been great branding. I mean, I'll always wear hats because I'm so fair skinned, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure that I will, uh, eh, I don't know if it's that important anymore. All thoughts on this are welcome. So, uh, yeah, so I sat there with Katie and Minerva from 10.30 to 1.45. <laughs> well, 1.40. Uh, talking, 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 business and life. And then went and met with Sage and Jim. And we were there until after 4. Yep, 4.15. I texted David. I was on my way home. So, so yeah, that was a really good day. Just um, lots of conversations. And when we finally left Flying Star, where I met up with Sage and Jim, uh, Sage said, I want to sit here and talk for four more hours. But she has not been socializing much. Um, Sage is in her, I'm not sure how old she is, like 83, 84. Uh, and she and her husband have been extraordinarily careful through COVID. So, um they she has not had it he hasn't had it uh to my knowledge i have not had it jim has had it uh and it was kind of funny because sage said um she said well you know the numbers say that there's only like a few hundred people in the united states who haven't had it yet and jim's like well that's demonstrably a bad number if two of the three people sitting at this table haven't had it it's like yeah one wonders but um, Sage said that she feels like at this point, it's just a matter of time, which of them will bring it home. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but it was really fun. It was really fun to have conversations with her. And we talked, same thing, books and writing and life, politics, all of these things. We talked about AI stuff. We talked about, yeah, the whole ethics of it. It was an interesting conversation. So it was like my mini conference day. I got to have interesting conversations with smart people about writing. So, um, oh, I have a thing I actually wanted to talk about today. I even wrote it down last week. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about husbands and their opinions. And I apologize in advance. This is absolutely a gendered conversation. Um, because of a particular male female dynamic that I've witnessed over the years, because especially coming up through romance, I know uh, a lot of female writers, right? The romance is dominated by female writers. Like I'm sure it's like 99%, 98%. Um, And there are, you know, it's just interesting. The, the pervasive, dynamics of male female interactions in even a business sphere like this because the very few men and i am going to go with men and women here which maybe is not entirely fair but i'm sticking with that for now and i'm leaving out the non-binary folks because i feel like they're not part of this dynamic um feel free to make an argument otherwise but the men who become involved in that very female dominated space especially at like RWA convention and so forth, um, tend to be dick swingers in a weird way. 
that they come in and this is very often these guys and i don't know the numbers on it but very often these guys are are gay and they're writing gay romance um there's even fewer like het men writing male female romance so there's a couple but largely the guys who do come into that sphere are gay but they still sort of assert this right of male dominance and the women flock around them and it's disconcerting because you know it's like this is this is your space gals this is this is your profession that you dominate why are you listening to this yahoo who's written two books but they would um and i think it it comes from this social programming right and they would like listen to these to what these guys say with rapt attention and it's like just because he has a penis doesn't mean he knows what he's talking about uh i kind of wanted to like pass this out (laughs) buttons or something so one of the things that happens is is that a whole lot of these women writers are married to men you know i'm sure this you know is what our you know eight of ten or yeah nine out of ten are in a relationship you know regardless of whether they are bi or so forth and men men have opinions on business and i guess because of like this whole thing like our social structure with you know sort of like the mediocre white male you know that they they're all convinced that they're brilliant at business too that they know everything and so these women, even though this is their profession and their, their art and their expertise, and they are at a professional conference, they will refer to their husband's opinions about the business. And this will be from guys who know nothing about publishing jack shit about publishing that that doesn't stop them from confidently offering opinions but it's it's a weird phenomenon and i thought of it again the other day because i saw somebody comment um in a forum somewhere saying you know talking about amazon and she was struggling to get amazon to do something uh which you know we could have and i feel like i've talked about it when you have a corporation like amazon they, they are not interested in giving customer service to authors. They're, they're interested in giving customer service to the people who buy, right? The people who are paying money to buy things through the site. Authors are intermediary vendors. And Amazon gives us a generous cut. I mean, gives us, we get a generous cut for our work. But Amazon, we're not the customer. We're not paying Amazon to be on their site. They are taking a cut of what we make um, in recompense for giving us the platform. And we pay it because they, they make us money, right? But that does not give us any power over Amazon at all. What power we have um, comes from different different kinds of interactions in that they do kind of need us, but Amazon doesn't make most of their money from books. So it's a, it's a limited amount of power, right? 
anyway, this gal was talking about her struggles with Amazon and, you know, how frustrating it was trying to get them to do, I, God knows what, um, I, I do feel like people worry way too much about, you know, like having, having the banner, uh, you know, like getting the number one bestseller banner on the website and this kind of thing. There's just, um, anyway, I won't go into all that. Uh, <laughs> we could spend hours talking about that. But anyway, what she commented was, is she said, yeah, my husband said he doesn't know why we put up with it. And it gave me a pause and I wanted to say, well, and I did not. And it's easy on forums because I like don't even have to hide my eye roll. But I wanted to say, does your husband know jack shit about how Amazon works? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to just like throw it out there and say, I bet no, he doesn't know. Uh, it's, I, I, what do I want to say about this? I want to say, if you are female identifying there, I can sort of back it off a little bit. And you are in a relationship with someone who is male identifying and has many manly opinions about all the things. Don't give him that power to have to tell you how to run your business because you are the one who's doing it. You are the one who knows. And I'm sure this could go for other genders, but this, this is the, or pairings and so forth or polys. This is the dynamic. I know, uh, this thing where, uh, the men make decisions about their wives, writing careers. Uh, I know half a dozen women easily who had some sort of bargain with their husbands where they could had to like make it be successful as a writer by a certain amount of time or stop doing it. Uh, and very often it was like a year where, you know, they would say, well, my husband said that I could take a year to focus on my writing, but if I haven't, um, been successful. And some of them were more precise. If I don't have an agent, if I haven't published a book, whatever, by the end of that year, then, and that's like, then what, then you abandon it. You never go back. And, and the answer is kind of yes. You know, then you walk away. Oh, well, you know, then it's not for you. And it's like, well, that's not how writing and publishing works. You know, it's like a year is First of all, not enough time. And second of all, why does this person get to say how much time you get to devote to this thing? And, and when I push back, when I challenge women on this, they would say things like, well, you know, it takes away tension from the family and from the kids. Uh, you know, there's times when they like said, well, I really want to go to RWA national convention, but my husband feels like we should use that, um, money and vacation time for a family vacation, take the kids on a vacation. And it's like having had many relationships with men in my life. Uh, my usual response to that is you mean he thinks that you should not be doing something off on your own. He thinks that you should be paying attention to him. Um, it, it's hard for women sometimes to have independent lives from their families. But 
I feel like that's, that's something that women should fight for. Um, yes, it's great to have a family life. It's great to have your husband and your kids. Uh, but if you are trying to do something like being a writer, and this is specifically what I'm talking about, um, then that deserves her attention too. And it's not something that you have to apologize for. And it's not something that you put second to being with your family. Uh, it's not a competition. <laughs> you're allowed to be a human being. You're, you're allowed to have a human being life outside of being a wife and mother. And if you are committed to being a writer and this is your chosen profession and you are learning everything there is to know about it, then the people you listen to are the people with expertise in the business, not your husband. Um, I'm sure they're delightful. I'm sure they're great guys. I'm sure he knows everything there is to know about finance or teaching or math or whatever it is that your husband has for his profession and his expertise in. But, and it's fine to have these conversations between, because that's what you do, right? You come home and you're like, oh, Amazon is driving me crazy and all of this kind of thing. And then when he says, well, I'm surprised you all put up with what Amazon's doing. You should fight back. And then, then that's when you pat him on the head and you say, honey, actually, you don't know anything about it. That's what I'm telling you. So that's my rant for the day. Um, it's interesting to me that even young women are kind of doing this thing, you know, where it's like, um, you know, because I say this because I feel like young women tend to be better about being firmly feminist, you know, especially on issues like sexual assault and cons consent in ways that those of us who like grew up uh, in the eighties or earlier, uh, that we, we let more stuff pass because we were kind of raised to let things pass. Uh, but why, why are these young women still giving so much weight to what their husbands think and to, you know, oh, well, I need to spend this time with my family. It's like, well, your family theoretically is there every single day and take advantage of your professional opportunities. There's nothing wrong with prioritizing that. And frankly, I think everything right with it. And I say this as somebody who, um, you know, raised two stepchildren from the time, you know, for over three decades. They're all grown up now. Now I have grandchildren. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my thing for today. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful Monday kicking off the week. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.